Oh, baby, this is beautiful. We got a chandelier hanging up here, kids outside playing. It's a beautiful neighborhood. We ain't got nothing to wear. I really love them. This is really nice. Get out. Too bad we can't stay, baby. guys well welcome to movie schmovie this is episode 183 we've just made a command decision yeah, yeah. you know i feel like that's we, we start off every episode that way now yeah. L- last time it was we made a command decision because we were going to be on the phone and not in person that we wanted to bump back our remakes <laughs> yeah. episode yeah. to today when this episode is coming out and we just made at the behest of young ronald james who has passionate uh, feelings about this film tonight uh, but, to, to, to bump back our remake discussion just a couple days uh, we're, this is sort of like a bonus episode that you're getting in your yeah. feed we're going to have an episode on Friday yeah. uh, which is this one and then we're going to have another episode on Monday which is more of just a topic driven conversation can we Tarantino this though? how do you mean? jump cut jump cut to, to two years ago when flashback <laughs> flashback who are you? <laughs> I am I am a younger Ronald I am me minus two years and uh, two of my friends introduced me to a genre of film that was just created. And who are they? Very recently. John That's me. and Steve. Right here. Introduced me to a genre of film that I just hadn't Was this pre in. or post sci-fi Tom Cruise? <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about that. I think this two years ago was around the time that Tom Cruise invented <laughs> How could the, your mind it, handle this in one year? It was so, a lot, man. Yeah. Was, well, you, you're, you're doing well. Things just being yeah. It was the year of fantastical things. Yeah. <laughs> There's two genres being created. Sci-fi and horror. Just, wow huge things mm. happening and they introduced me to horror i'd never really heard of it i'd only really seen bullshit versions of it i feel like this podcast sort of started a little bit on a horror notation because like insidious insidious yeah, yeah was like not the genesis of you and i coming together to do this but like i remember being at your mom's house and that being one of the first ones that we really like had a good conversation yeah. about the movie and also the genre right. and like I feel like it, I don't know that it's so much like I feel like you didn't know about the genre. Yeah. I feel like you never like sought it out or mm-hmm. were excited yeah, yeah, about yeah, it. Like you'd yeah. see something if you heard this movie was like something talked about. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like what I've noticed of you over the past few years is like you'll sometimes come to us and say, "Yo, check this trailer out." Like, and it's a horror movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think that's what happened before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the change, which is. Pretty, I think pretty the cool. reason for that too is like uh, I have a weird. If I start to like things, I start to get into it. Sure, yeah. almost too. I think I think all three I bet of us. The tend three to of us like, have that. Yes, <laughs> this is something about. I think that's how we connected. I think it's it's these pockets of obsession with things. Mm-hmm. It's like if I ask you about a show, I'm like, hey, did either of you guys see the show? You'll say no. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you again. You're like, I watched everything. Everything. It's all done. I'm caught up. I watched all two seasons over the weekend. And I, I agree with you. You're right. It's Here's great. the trailer for the new yeah. one. Yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah. I had a new character. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. One time in college, I went to dinner with my roommate and his grandparents who were in town. And mm-hmm. they asked me what my hobbies were. And I had a hard time <laughs> saying what my hobbies are because to me, I'm like, the things I'm I'm interested in whether it was music or writing or whatever, it's hard right. to class it as a hobby. A hobby yeah. But it technically, now that I'm 43, I, I can say it, it was a sure. hobby all along. Right, right. Uh, but <laughs> back then, I didn't want to admit that. And my friend said, "Well, he's just he just really gets into things." And they said, "What do you mean?" And he said, "Well, John will be like he'll 
you'll you'll mention a band to him on Friday, and then on Monday he'll have all their albums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's something. I think when I meet people that don't have any pockets of obsession over anything, I think that they're creepy. Mm-hmm. I think that they're so disconnected from the world that they could be psychos. Like right. it's like a something. It doesn't have to be the things that we're into. It could be anything. It could right. be like I'm obsessed with shoelaces. I'm yeah. obsessed with knits, knit, uh, knitting with yeah, knitting or something. That, yeah. It's it's little pockets of obsession that I like. So the, it can range from shoelaces to knitting. <laughs> in your, in your that's, how, that's how broad it is. It's Plenty a, of room for all kinds of people yeah, in there. All... Something woven yeah. uh, with care. So that's... Maybe a woven shoe. <laughs> but yes, with, I've actually enjoyed, I've enjoyed seeing that happen because it's... I remember, I think some people have... I think a lot of genres go this way, yeah. where people think of the worst versions of it, or they think of the most mainstream Absolutely. versions of it. And horror does have a lot oh, of yeah. like little subgenres that, as a horror fan, I like in a way, like slasher films or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what most people think of when they think of horror films. They yeah. think of something disposable, something that's a cash in, and and yeah. So I think to see you get excited about these movies has to me just meant, oh, good, we can talk about horror movies yeah. more on the show Absolutely. without it being like we're twisting Ronald's arm. But yeah. I also do think, we were saying this right before we started, it has been a pretty good few years, particularly for like indie-level horror or just yeah. small-budget movies. I think the studios, whether they've always known it or not, lately they really have been uh, taking advantage of that fact that you can get a good opening with a horror film Absolutely. and if it doesn't cost too much. And we, I feel like we've talked about this many times, but there's like a magic number uh, where if it doesn't cost too much, they know they can make their money back, and so you get some pretty bold films out of that. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 pretty cool that I, I'm fortunate enough to get into into the genre <laughs> when, when it's at it's at a good place. It's yeah. in a good place, especially when it comes to distribution. It it leaves a lot more open for these movies with shoestring budgets being distributed. And, Shoestrings, I got it. Shoestrings. Yeah, ties, ah, it in. ties it in. Ties you got it. it. Yeah. Ties it in. <laughs> So what movie are we talking about on this this uh, emergency bonus episode 183 of uh, Movie Schmovie? Black History Month presents <laughs> Get Out. <laughs> Get Out. So is that a reference in everybody's mind to the Eddie Murphy bit where he is basically – it's the old uh, horror movies. If they had black people in them, they'd only last five minutes right. because they would hear a voice say, Get Out, and then they would, they'd be gone. I feel like that has been lingering in my mind yeah. as like the go-to joke about – Black horror movies, you know. Uh, yeah. So when when I saw that Jordan Peele was calling his film Get Out, Jordan Peele of the the sketch show Key and Peele, who wrote and directed this movie, yeah. um, uh, I, I thought, okay, that's a reference both to just a, it's kind of like an like a pulpy title for a horror film, but it also seemed to me like a very direct reference to something that's already kind of racially charged, mm-hmm. which, which is this idea of, of blackness in horror, which is already a pretty touchy subject. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when we talked about Sleepaway Camp, there was clearly a lot of like <laughs> accidental or deliberate racism <laughs> in those films. And there's all that. I've always wanted to like do a research project to see does, does the black guy actually die first in every horror yeah. film of the 80s? You know, it seemed like it happened right. a lot, enough to be a cliche. Mm, so sure. I think a, a black director making kind of a splash with, with this type of movie, yeah. uh, I feel like there's a lot going into that. You know what I mean? There's a lot sure. swirling around that. What did you guys think of, of Jordan Peele's directorial debut? I think, I think he was going for something that hasn't been done too often, which is having a black lead and the theme being kind of race. But I think in general, the way that it's presented, the fears are universal i feel like if you come into a situation that he came into mm-hmm. it would be equally as scary regardless of the race of the person 
But there were some things. No, it was a creepy scene. Regardless yeah, I, obviously yeah. there were some things that happened, some dialogue things that were very indicative of a very specific experience that I think that some people have experienced. So I, I think it's really cool that it, it, it captures both of those things. Yeah. Like, I, I think you can be very afraid and not be black. Oh yeah, but I am very afraid as a black man. Right, right, Watch right. It. You know what I mean? So. I, I think like the the most interesting, like when I saw the trailer, like before mm-hmm. even seeing the movie, the, the the most that I took away from it was that it seems like he had an idea of like manipulating and I guess uh, yeah, I guess manipulating and just kind of showing what is probably like one of the more subtle but more malignant types of racism that exists. Mm-hmm. You know, and in a horror genre where there's a whole this whole discussion, like John and you have already said, about where the black character is always in these movies. Yeah. So I think to kind of place it in this world of like this white privilege, like going from a city, you know, this this interracial couple couple in a in a city where it's the norm and it's his life, and it's it's a whole different experience to this suburbia where or rural area yeah. where. Um, it's just like a shock, you know, and even to the daughter, when you're in one surrounding and not tasting it or seeing it or experiencing it, even as a white girl in this film, yeah. you know, going to her parents' house and the way that she at least like shows to her boyfriend, like how she's being reminded of like something that is subtle, yeah. but like is really bad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you remove yourself from it. Yeah. It's like out of sight, out of mind, but it doesn't mean that it still doesn't always exist in that setting yeah. you know like this life that she came from so i mean i think his approach to that with this kind of horror film that is extremely meta very socially aware mm-hmm. talking through horror thriller comedy you know avenues of, of a movie i just think it's really exciting that uh that this movie ever gets made yeah and put out by a major studio and uh I thought it was actually really great. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I actually saw it twice, and um, I think seeing it a second time is the same kind of thing. Like with with a lot of movies that you know, you'll pick up on things that you may not notice the first time when you're trying to just figure things out. Right. But there's a, a lot of little nuance to it, like mm. layering that I didn't pick up the first go round. But um, I think it works on every level of film. You know, like talking about thrillers and horror and comedy. Like yeah. it's got the comedy when you need it. You know, where kind of you're, you're kind of getting not burnt out on something, but you kind of are settling into the horror groove or like the thriller groove, yeah. like where you think you have like a, a, a beat on what's happening and then you have like a little moment of well, it, levity. It, it was interesting to me. I think I had been thinking about this and one of you commented on it after the screening the other night, which is that Key and Peele have a, a track record of occasionally doing kind of a horror themed or yeah, kind of creepy yeah. sketch. And their sketches are always so character driven and kind of, in, inhabited, you know, like yeah. they're they're very mm-hmm. good performers, uh, and and it was usually pretty sharply written too. But I think a lot of times their performance is really what made that material really yeah. work, mm-hmm. and also the production value of the way the show was put together. So it, I felt like you could feel those little hints going into this. I thought, well, I kind of know what it's like when when they go a little creepy. And of course, this is not the two of them. This is just Jordan Peele, yeah. but it does have that element of there's an ability to set something up and pay it off that a comedian knows how to do. I've always thought, and I've always uh, said this uh, to the point where I always feel like I'm a broken record when I ever (laughs) say it, which is that I do think horror and comedy, one of the reasons they're two of my favorite genres is because of that exact thing. There's a payoff. You can kind of know if it's working or not. It doesn't matter what else a comedy is doing. If it's disgusting me or kind of boring me into submission or whatever a comedy might do, if it's making me laugh, then I'm like, 
it worked. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it was trying to do, whatever experiment it was trying, it did. And horror is the same way. If I'm creeped out, then it almost doesn't matter if I'm if this is morally abhorrent or if it's like the yeah. kind of thing that's going to give me nightmares or if I'm better off not having seen it. If I get that visceral charge, and I don't know that this movie ever quite tipped over into being as truly like scary yeah. right. as it could be. Right, right. But I do think you had those moments where there's a setup, there's a moment, it's a jolt, and it always was almost like a mixture of a little bit of comedy, a little bit of like, what the fuck kind of yeah. comedy, mixed with a, a creeping dread yeah. that I think, you're right, Ronald, that this could be anyone going into a creepy situation, yeah. but I think the racial element yeah. becomes so pronounced as the movie goes along to the point where you go, okay, there is something going on here, and it is related. Like, all those things that you walked into the movie going... I mean, of course, we know we're watching a movie yeah, about yeah. this. But the characters walk in, particularly the lead character, Chris, played by... I'm going to have a hard time with his name. It's, is it uh, Daniel Kaluuya? Yeah, I think it's Daniel British Kaluuya. British dude? Yeah. <laughs> that was in Black Mirror? Yeah. Crazy. He actually looks younger in that movie mm-hmm. than he than did Black in Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah. Maybe because he's like more fit or something. Like I don't, I don't. He looks younger. His genetic makeup. Then he was like, <laughs> genetic, <laughs> so good. It's Sicario, which right, you yeah. reminded me. Yeah. You know what was really cool about it? Um, in general, I this was one of the scariest movies I've ever seen, and only because like it, I I am often scared by really things that I know that some of my other friends aren't afraid of. So like. Mm-hmm. When I go to Bel Air, I think I told you this, I get pulled over All every time, time I go. Yeah. So, like, there's a fear at night when I get, like, what is going to happen? Because yeah. there's always that, that mm-hmm. light. You don't know what's going to happen. They they talk at a weird angle, so you can't see their faces in the light. Like, there's, like, a, a bunch of that happens. So, they're, in the movie theater, when the cop came, there were literally people in the crowd, like, oh, no. No, I know. Oh, you, you could feel it. dread, like... And I think that's really an interesting aspect of the movie, is yeah. how much... And and what makes it so different and so fresh? Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just say I'm you know I'll wade right into this. I think what makes this movie feel so fresh is that it actually feels like it's for black people. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like it actually feels like it's. Right, right. I mean, it's. I felt fully engaged by it, and I did not at any point feel like it was mm-hmm. holding me at arm's length. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying at the end of the movie, whatever you know, whatever white guilt you're clinging to in the audience, <laughs> hoping that maybe things are going to go a different way or hoping that maybe there's going to be some relenting in this sort of message that the movie's putting across and it doesn't go there at all and I thought that was so refreshing that it didn't like soft pedal anything that it was trying to do that there's almost like a fist pumping aspect to the way that the movie plays out even though it does have a horror element and I think that felt like because and I saw the headline I I did not read the article but I saw online where someone had written an article that said um Finally, a movie where a black man gets to be scared and not scary. Yep. Oh. And I was like, I'm not saying that's exactly what I was feeling, but I do think that's something related to what I was feeling, is that here's the point of identification in this movie, the kind of doe-eyed innocent who's looking around going, what the hell's going on? You don't normally see that played by a black guy, and you also don't normally see then the rest of the movies fall so in line with that. Right. Um, to the extent that I was I was comparing it in my head, and I told you that I might bring this movie up, but I saw I Am Not Your Negro, the, the James mm-hmm. Baldwin documentary. So have good. you seen that? No, I'm no. not. Great movie. It's Important great. movie. I feel like it's the yeah. kind of thing students should be watching for decades now. I had you know? no idea what it was going to be about. I knew, I heard, I'd seen a couple of James Baldwin speeches mm-hmm. and things like that, but I didn't know what this tackled that, I mean, just for... That it was about what it was about, yeah. Yeah, so, like, James Baldwin had... uh, I guess he was writing a book about it? Yeah, he died before he could finish a book about his personal relationship with Medgar Evers, 
Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and kind of going through each of the murdered each of them and then their murder and how it affected him and how it affected the civil rights movement but like yeah. telling the story of the civil rights movement through the through murder it, yeah. of these men and his personal knowledge of them you know mm. um, and then I think that what they did was they took his notes like he had 30 yeah. pages of notes yeah. and that becomes the narration of the wow. movie read by that Samuel L. Cool. Jackson yeah. and then the rest of it is just like you mentioned Ronald Vintage amazing footage. footage that you've just never seen I've never seen so much footage of Martin Luther King in my life just like angles like, just, you haven't seen him sitting there you know photos yeah. You walking, haven't seen just talking, yeah, just being in the world, and like we and said, I'm just saying, being a person in the just world, being a person in the but world. But I felt like that movie, uh, much as as stirring as it was, I felt as a white person watching that James Baldwin documentary that it was reaching out to me. Like, this movie is was definitely mm. trying to grab me as a white person and shake me by the lapels and say, Look at this, you know. Right. And it was giving me little toes into the move into that by, by letting me see that James Baldwin didn't think white people were the devil or whatever, you know. He kind of alludes to the fact that maybe he was wrong to, when he was youthfully naive and <laughs> right, didn't right. think that. But just the movie kind of paints this picture of a, of a very temperate kind of guy. Right. And so it, it lets you in. Whereas with Get Out, this is a movie that just wouldn't be made if it weren't now, if it weren't a black writer-director, if yeah. it weren't someone with a certain amount of cultural currency, and, and, and this moment. And I even give credit to all the actors who are doing something that could be seen as kind of... I mean, there's moments of this movie that could be seen as kind of silly or corny, yeah. but everyone kind of throws <laughs> themselves into it, and I just think that it came together so well. And I really do think that that's one of the things that makes it unique is I felt it in that audience that night that like people yeah. were having like a catharsis yeah. with the way the movie was showing certain things and certain things that I was like, that's almost not even a joke, but it would just be a little quick observation, just a little character bit. Yeah. You know, uh, Bradley Whitford's character is just a bundle of these embarrassing yeah. uh, white liberal ticks, <laughs> you know. And yet he reminds me of the friend in the Juneteenth episode of Atlanta when they go to that like fancy party. Right, right. Um, oh, right. Who I, I think I thought for some reason that that was the... Uh, stepfather of his girlfriend it took me i watched it again and realized no that wasn't the father-in-law uh, that was yeah. just her friend's uh, husband yeah. but like it reminded me a lot of that guy because yeah. remember in that even where uh where he says to him where Ern says why stop being so likable you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah i felt like the bradley whitford character you could feel that coming from chris towards him yeah. in this movie of being like look everything you're saying is so grating but at the same time you can see this guy's trying to yeah. connect yeah. and show his bona fides it's just you see that from a little bit of remove and you go that's like it's so squirmy and uncomfortable <laughs> that someone's yeah. trying to prove themselves that way anyway there's, there's like a layered thing to the movie too because like i don't know if you guys know this but like key and peel have been perceived as like their humor isn't black I, I well kind of what i was saying i've heard yeah, people yeah. say the same thing yeah, about them that like they are sort of like black humor for white people who black people are like everybody isn't doesn't have the same style of humor yeah doesn't have observations from the same angle so this also feels like that too it's like it's like countering that idea of whatever you expect you you expect from him yeah it's 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 a very layered movie, man. I... I'm glad you brought that up because I saw some people on a thread yeah. talking about how they were kind of taking Key and Peele apart and saying they didn't think this movie would have anything of use for black people because so of that. Crazy, and I was man. just sitting there thinking like, okay, I guess I can see that conceptually. Right, right. But like judge the movie. And I, when I saw the movie, I was like, I wonder if that person who was writing that has at least seen it because I don't think that that's true of this yeah. movie. I don't think it tries to coddle the white audience member no. at all you know I, I think that's in general and this is not a racial thing i think that nuance is lost on a generation like there's there's like a thing about like subtlety in a message that i feel like people don't really want so much anymore 
Well, people want to have a reaction, and once they've had the reaction, yeah, they, be, they cling to it, and there's right. almost nothing. It has to be very blatant. It has to be like, I don't like this thing. This thing is racist. This thing is mean. You know what I mean? It has yeah. to be that thing. It can't be like a, a subtle thing in it's the like moment. It's like ones and zeros. Yes. Yeah. Ones and very yeah. simple people, man. And this is like not limited to any race, any sex, any anything like that. It's just a, a simplicity that a lot of people have about taking in their media. Oh, totally. Yeah, so like I think that this handles it in a way that I think is really, really smart and not dismissive of the issues at hand and isn't too heavy handed at the same time. Which is yeah, weird. still kind of a fun yeah, kind movie. Of fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lil Rel, man. I know. Lil Rel Howard. He is I didn't know who he was. Like I, I recognized him but right, I couldn't right. place him and you were telling me at the screening. You have he was to great. watch Gerard Carmichael's yeah, show, he was man. Great, He's man. so funny in it, man. Um he I, delivers lines like he does. He's so good. So Lil yeah. Rel Howery is who Howery, we're talking yeah. about. He plays Rod in the movie, yeah. who is definitely the sort of the if you're trying to talk someone into seeing this movie, <laughs> you would probably mention his character yeah. in some way. Just because I feel like that is the element that definitely cut through <laughs> the tension in certain mm-hmm. moments. He's the kind of you know Greek chorus best buddy kind exactly. of off to the yeah. side who just is yeah. Basically, every scene he's in, every line he has is, is a laugh line. Yeah. You know? The fun thing about his character, I feel like w- one of the things I liked about the movie was, that, and I'm sure Jordan Peele was doing this intentionally, it's like a lot of those things in the horror genre, like that you feel like those those experiences where audiences are like yelling, yeah, yeah. don't do this, mm-hmm. do this. <laughs> yeah. Like he's that character yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. But in this film, though, I don't feel like the audience is on that same dialogue. You know right, what I mean? Right, like right. everything that they would be saying, mm-hmm. like, Chris is already doing it. Like yeah, yeah. He, he's ahead of it, mm. and it's like that's where that manipulation of like our expectations as an audience comes in. But instead, he has a character in the film yeah. that is basically doing that for us. Yeah. And as his best friend, I think that was like such a cool thing to watch it because it, even myself, you know, there's moments in the film where like you know where he finds a box of thing of something, and, and you're just like, oh no, and you're like, <laughs> get out or whatever. Yeah. Like literally, you're like, get out. Yeah. Get out! And in and, and any other film, yeah. they would, like, keep it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. they would, like, sit on it for a little bit and try to figure out more information. But he's he's just like, no, we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and that, and that's what yeah. that's what I think is really fun is that, like, a lot of the maybe, – maybe save, like, one or two moments in the film that maybe still fall into that kind of scene. Right. 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 But most of mean. the other ones, like, where an audience in a horror film would be dictating what the character should be doing, yeah. he's, like, already doing it. Yeah, which cool. is really cool and no, it's different. Right. I did. I did hear someone say that it was a, a rare horror movie that didn't like all the plot wasn't depending on the hero doing something stupid, no. right? One thing after another, like making you know? it worse. Yeah, you know, like snowballing it so that you're gonna yeah. lose somehow. Well, he spends the first half <laughs> just sort of figuring out that he's in the middle of something strange, and then right. after that, it really does kind of snowball. So I wonder if that's just the movie's pretty efficient in the way that it moves along. Yeah. I, I told you guys that when I did a search for the length of the movie before we went to go see it, it was two hours and ten minutes. It still says that. Yeah. You know what's so funny Google. about you telling me that? Yeah. And so at my second time I saw it, mm-hmm. Aaron texted me thinking, like, I'll see you later tonight. Mm-hmm. And I got home at like at like like at a certain time. I was like, why are you home so early? Yeah. I Googled it and it said two hours right. and ten minutes. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. John literally had the same conversation with us on, on Tuesday night. Right. What That's are the chances? Crazy. But I mean, like, I was, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I don't want this movie to be two hours and ten minutes. Because yeah, right, I'd right. seen the trailers and was really excited. I like Key and Peele a lot. Yeah. And when I heard 
him in interviews when they were talking about what they were doing when they quit the show. Right. And Jordan Peele was saying that horror was a genre he really wanted to work in. I got like genuinely excited. Sure, I was like, okay, sure. a guy who I really trust his storytelling instincts. And then he actually said some very similar things about horror and comedy being related as that you're going for some kind of surprise and yeah, that yeah. it's like it's fun to try to take the audience there. And so I was like, okay, if, there, if he's as smart about that as he is about character and comedy, yeah. then I, this is a reason to be really jazzed. So this movie really was... Was one I was excited to see, Definitely. but I could not imagine. When I saw two hours and ten minutes, I was like, what? I read some reviews, and I couldn't even find like none of the reviews said it's punishingly long, but <laughs> yeah. otherwise it's great. And I just thought this just doesn't, it just doesn't seem like the kind of movie that needs to be that long. And so yeah, an hour and forty three minutes, much better. <laughs> I can't imagine if it had had another half hour tacked on. I would die. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be able to take it. Um, but it but it was pretty brisk. I, I do think there definitely. was a point in the middle where I started to go, what's really the through line here? And then very quickly, the movie yeah. picked right up with it. Let me ask you guys a question. What do you think about the mythology that it created within the story? Like the background with the... What the fa- the, the grandfather yeah, started. Yeah, whatever the... Well, the probably th- uh, in our spoiler section, we could say a little bit more about that. But I felt like... <laughs> An odd Is this com- that point? Or? An odd, maybe very soon. Maybe very soon. <laughs> but a, an, a comparison that I made in my head was that John Wick did that, too, mm-hmm. where there's like a certain amount of world building. Mm-hmm. You know? The Raid does that, too. Yeah. You're watching a movie. It's almost like a movie that doesn't need a lot of world building. And then here it is with this suggestion of all these things. And I feel like in Get Out, you, you could e- it could easily be like a hostile type situation. I'm talking about the Eli Roth yeah, films, yeah. Hostel. I'm going to throw Where out you could a totally name. sequelize it and just throw another yeah. person into the same network of people yeah, that oh, this totally. movie was the, about. The whole, I don't want to spoil, but you know, Insidious, I there's a thing about one of the scenes that reminds me of the world. Wasn't that like a thing that they went to in the, in Insidious like a world within the world? Yeah, further? Yes, it fucking it had like a thing to it. Like I I think what surprised me was that it had like a, a mythology yeah. within it, which it didn't have to have. I did, it, I don't know if that was the best thing, but I I, I, was I actually like this is what I what I picked up watching it the second time. I actually think that is like borderline genius because the All second right. time watching it, there is so much dialogue mm-hmm. that points to mm-hmm. that world that we right, get more right, information right. on at the end of the movie that I completely missed the first time. Holy shit! Like like little things, you know, like about what their jobs are, oh. about what the sun is doing, right, right, about right. what happened to. Uh, grandma and grandpa yeah, yeah. you know things like that right. like they are just like oh that's just family stuff and you know it's like oh familial like you yeah. know whatever there's weirdness in all families but like i just think that there's there's a really big get with that thing that we get at the end of the movie mm-hmm. um that i think is really cool yeah I, I actually think it's a good thing that it's in the movie personally yeah okay because not necessarily for the I idea so of like too. sequelizing things yeah, yeah but i think just the idea of like um I mean, showing how systematically and deep this racism is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. something that is there for yeah. that. I mean, that like, there's this whole thing going on that yeah. we find out about in the last 20 minutes. Um, but we can talk about yeah, we'll, that We'll more get to that, I, I think, very, spoilers. very soon. Before we do get to the spoiler section, uh, anybody want to point out any particular, like, roles or characters? We, we all mentioned uh, Lil Rel, but... Uh, uh, dude from Atlanta. Two things. Two yeah, connecting Keith Stanfield, things. Uh, right. Yeah. And then the first song is fucking Childish Gambino. Oh, nice. Really? Warmed my heart. Oh, good. <laughs> the, the one in the apartment. But the actor, we're sp- talking about... It sounded about, like oh, oh, classic yeah. rock. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, uh, that's the song Redbone by Childish Gambino. 
That's what we're talking Donald about. Glover. The character in this film of Le- uh, Dre and Logan. Is it yeah. Lakeith? Is that how you pronounce it? I, feel it's, like I don't it's know. Lakeith. To... Well, Le- it's. Lakeith Lee Keith Stanfield. So okay. he seems to be listed in Wikipedia under uh, Keith Stanfield. Yeah, I've okay. seen that. But he plays too. Darius on Atlanta, and in this he had a like brief scene at the beginning so where good. he really was very funny, and you started you felt that kind of Darius yeah. sort of that way that line delivery that's just so just got the perfect turn on it, you know. Yeah. And then later he's not playing someone who's quite got his faculties <laughs> as as much, but still doing a really like again everything that character did later played yeah. as like absurdly silly but at the same time really horrifying and really sad do you yeah. know what I mean yes. it was like walking the line between kind of sketchy and just depressing mm-hmm. uh, so yes anybody want to mention anything else for, oh. for, for as much as Allison Williams genuinely like annoys me most she times she the show over me I, I actually think she's like, she was, was really great, great in this movie like I feel like she marnies everything but I feel like she but she's so good I feel like she deserves credit for playing a for being like the pretty girl who yes. totally could have been like the cool pretty girl and yeah. playing Marnie. Yeah, exactly. And playing this character. Right. I sort of feel like sometimes an actor or an actress will sneak up on you with just how sort of like don't give a fuck they are yeah, like, about, about like their, their, yeah. their ego yeah. and their vanity. And I feel like Marnie is such a non-ego driven role. Yeah. You have to be pretty cool to throw yourself into a character like that. And I feel like this movie, as we'll get into the spoiler section, like yeah. her character is kind of a linchpin yeah. of exactly what might be happening in this film. And I think that the way she throws herself into it is pretty, pretty interesting. Like a she lot of people range. just wouldn't do it. Yeah. She has serious range. And there's something about, I mean, it was clearly upsetting Yes. <laughs> a particular population of people in the movie theater. The way she delivered certain lines mm-hmm. that I've heard people say to me yeah. before. She's like, ugh, God damn it. But it's like... Well, see, I wondered about that since you brought it up. What are what are a couple of the biggest, like, oh my God, nailed it moments like that? That, that I, as I, as an audience member, was able to, to get. I probably got a lot of those and could tell the movie was handing them to me, but I, was, didn't, I didn't know them before they happened. Like... That makes any sense. Like the whole like you're my man. Mm-hmm. Like sort of like whatever that thing that people do with their voices. Yeah. It's just very weird. Uh, that happens a lot. It's just something that you. Yeah, like when she was like, "I'm not gonna let my man." Uh, yeah, like the yeah. Cop, she right? said yeah. that a couple of times, yeah. and it's something yeah. about. You know what? There's something really heavy about the way that he just kind of takes the dialogue. Like mm-hmm. you can see him like physically, like mm. yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, all right. I'll roll. I'm just rolling with it because you know you you don't normally in in these these situations nobody just flips up a table and says why are you being so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. It's normally just like all right, well I'm gonna roll with the punches yeah. until it gets really crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's I, I feel like people can really relate to seeing this, hearing this, but those sorts of lines like she said my man a couple times in that weird voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then the joking that she had about like uh, with Rel about dating him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I don't know something about the way she delivers these lines. Mm-hmm. Fucking. Oof. There's a lot of like uh, <laughs> after the fact seeing the movie, like the phone conversation in the car, where she's like, he's just jealous I didn't pick him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, there's like there's little things that you're like, that, this is what I'm talking about. The <laughs> yeah. second viewing, I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> so smart, man. Yeah. There's like a lot these of little shit. things. Yeah. Well, as you can tell, folks, we've dipped slightly over into spoiler territory, so yeah. we're just going to jump right in. I guess we're saying go see this movie. Go see it. I absolutely yeah. yeah. Go yeah. see it. Go yeah. Get out of your house and go see it. If you're a fan yeah, of this show and you tend to sort of like our recommendations, this is kind of like one of those movies that I feel like it's a it's a movie schmovie. It's a schmovie. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? It's, it's one that we like. Like we like this genre. We like 
this this director. We like mm-hmm. a, a lot of the talent involved in this movie. It really is a, uh, and I keep using the word um, bold to describe mm-hmm. it, but I really do think there's something just going for it that um, definitely that you can't mistake about this. And it really makes me excited to see what Jordan Peele will do next, yeah, especially if definitely. he is if he's so. kind of gratified. If this movie actually does well, then. Mm-hmm. Do we do we know what it cost? I didn't even four think and a half million dollars. Four and a half million. What? It's gonna make. Bank. I was gonna just make a comment about like go see this movie so that they can keep making bold movies like this, whatever yeah. genre it may be. Like yeah, yeah. you know, talked a little bit before about that movie Split that came out last month. You know, that movie is outstandingly performing like beyond wow. expectations, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that this film is gonna perform beyond expectations cool. too. And four for and four and a half million dollars. Uh, Blumhouse has a hand good. in this film. They know what the hell they're doing with these genre films. Yeah, but yeah, like you got to support a movie like this, like mm-hmm. horror comedy. You feel like Key and Peele. If you like any of the cast involved, um, if you watch Carmichael, or is it Carmichael? Uh, the Carmichael show. Yeah, yeah, you know, if you if you like uh, that that actor, like there's so much good things. There's so many good things in this movie to take away. It's even got like for the indie... cost of a ticket, just go, just go. It's even got that indie film benediction of Catherine Keener. Absolutely, being in it, you yeah. Know? yeah. She's like the goddess of indie right, right. films. It's <laughs> so. one of those situations where the critical acclaim and the actual quality of the movie line up. You know what's it's weird just... about that? Like I, I, I've looked into. Like I was very what's curious happening? about it. So. Because it's got a hundred. That's a hundred percent. What the certified hundred percent? There's like I think over eighty reviews, which is like, that's like ridiculous. It is okay. Yeah. But if you look at IMDb, it's like got like a six, like a user rating of a six. So I'm curious. Like every screening that I did right. and that we went to, people were like loving it. Yeah. Like like applause and you know it was hitting on all the right notes. So I don't know where. I feel like at our screening, people were even like. I can't believe I'm wa- something about it was just like I can't yeah. believe I'm watching yeah. this. Like there was almost like a totally wow totally. sort of feeling going there, there on. There was you know? I I I felt yeah. that way personally. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. I'm very curious to see like what what it does box office because like it's weird when a movie, you know those those critical ones that are like 100 percent 100 percent critics critics yeah. critics love, and then like an audience is like ah oh, that was a critic movie. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's not this film. No, it's but not. But like looking at those numbers, I'm like, how is this got like? No, a... this is not The Witch. Or yeah, something yeah. Like it's, that, it's, that it's as like... much as I love it, I have to admit, exactly. it's, it's a critics' film. It's yeah. different, and it, it, this is like a completely entertaining movie. Yeah. So it's weird that I, I was, I always try to look at those numbers just like for that metric, and it's weird that it's got like a six something on IMDb. I, 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 as much as I like the movie, I'm not trying to knock the hundred percent at all. But I think it's one of those cases where if you look at the reviews, if you go to, if you actually read the full reviews. There's not a lot of like gushes. There's oh, a right, lot right, of right. like people giving it a full positive because that's the way Rotten Tomatoes aggregates. Yeah, it. yeah. If you yeah. give it a you, you you decide whether your review is like a fresh or rotten. Right. So you might be like, oh, I'm giving it like an eighty percent, but I'm saying fresh because this movie is one that people need to see. Mm-hmm. If everybody gives it an eighty and gives it fresh, then then it still has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's a little bit distorted, mm-hmm. but I do think there's something about that feeling that I mean, you know. I have I'm in, I'm in no mood to nitpick whatever things you might nitpick about this movie. That's that's how I feel right, about it right, right now. Right, right. But I'm not saying it's a perfect movie either, no, but I think that all. what it does right and what it does well and what it does that's surprising so often I come out rooting for Absolutely. a movie that does something original like this. Totally. And feels like a new voice. I mean, I really do think again, a guy who's this funny and this smart and has made this kind of a claim at the beginning of his directing career I, I mean, I don't know. Like I'm always looking to get excited about a new horror director, honestly. Yeah, and I think this is someone who might be might be, uh, you know, 
I don't want to say the new Ty West. <laughs> uh, that's faint praise, but maybe he'll make more than a couple movies that I that I like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, don't you think that's neat though? That he's like maybe that's his well, thing yeah, now. I'm look. I'm my mind is blown, man. I, I already knew that it was going to be at least decent. Yeah, they're good storytellers. Seriously, yeah, Key and Peele, really good storytellers at the very least. But what it gave me was something that I had not expected, which was like a very layered, <clears throat> smart, fun movie that. It, I, it was way funnier than I was expecting, mm-hmm. and it didn't feel like the. I kept forgetting to laugh, but it was very yeah, funny. You know, but I kept going like, <gasps> and right, going, "Oh wait, that was kind of funny." <laughs> the transitions from scary to funny, yeah. or suspenseful mm-hmm. to funny, um, were smooth. I, did, mm-hmm. I when it happened, I was like, "Oh, okay, damn, that's fuck." Why am I laughing so yeah. hard at this? Yeah. yeah, I I have not read much from him specifically talking about what what movies influenced this movie i watched like a panel he did or like a buzzfeed live mm-hmm. like with him uh, alice williams and uh is it daniel kalua kalua mm-hmm. um and i think either he or, or allison one of the i'm pretty sure it was jordan peele mentioned the stepford wives okay oh. which like yeah i, I right, think right. it's pretty appropriate but yeah i'd be curious what else yeah. inspired it but we've said we're going to start spoiler. spoiling this now we're getting spoiler into spoiler town spoiler the the sort of bingo slash auction scene the way that shot just felt very artful and very weird where you're watching it and you're going this is just music and visuals and it's taking you a second and and even the way it's framed is kind of is kind of interesting but where that falls in the movie is right where it needs to be because it was at that moment that i was going okay i get it this is weird yeah and at that moment you're like they're playing bingo switches and it's right around the time where there's a turn where he's there's a debate about whether he's just going to leave and he's going to leave rose played by allison williams there and I wasn't so much tricking myself into thinking the movie was going to have a happy ending for the two lovers. But I did feel personally let down by her character when yes. I found that she was in on it. And I do think that is the big surprise. If you look at all the marketing materials for this movie, yeah. it, it out and out reveals the parents are in on something nefarious. Yeah. The brothers locking them in. There's all these little shots that tell you that story. But the trailers make it look like when she's fumbling around for the keys that she might actually be like, I can't find the keys. Yeah. But you even watching that, I'm like... This ain't right. Yeah. But watching the movie, it's obvious he has to be alone. He has to be yeah. the only one behind enemy lines. And yeah. that's the only way it's got to be. The framing of that shot was crazy because, like, she's really close. Yeah. And then he's like, please, get, get yeah. the key. And then it, she's, like, further away. Uh-huh. She's, like, moving away from him. And then she gets really far she's, away. Like, on the stairs. And her face yeah. is changing, too. Like, yeah. it goes from, like, her acting and then she can't act anymore. Mm-hmm. It starts to get, like, oh, okay. You almost no. sense that she feels bad on some level that, yeah. like, that they're putting him through this torture you yeah. know i'm not saying she is humanized by that but you feel like it's like a mercy moment almost to be like i can't draw this out anymore yeah. but that is just yeah okay so basically he gets to the house and finds out that this this creepy overly uh nice uh you know kind of liberal guilt family is actually um part of a group that auctions off young black men i guess yeah. possibly young black women as well to be used basically for their body parts yeah well, to, to well take there's, like a, yeah, there's like a lobotomy. Yeah, yeah. there's a lobotomy. Like they basically thing. place the, yeah, yeah. these older, frail, white liberals, probably, <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is. Whatever they are. A, whatever they are, like into these uh, inferior, uh, yeah. genetically enhanced <laughs> black males. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, you know, this, this is some of those, like, uh, the alluding that I didn't really get the first time. Uh, I mean, I kind of got it, but, like, it made so much more sense, like, when he's watching that video in the basement, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like I thought all those scenes were like the TV shot up and, you know, like j- there's something also about like 
how dated all of that yeah. looks. Yeah, yeah. You know, in terms of like the mentality of these people and like how they're not up to times mm-hmm. and like they're not yeah. in today's world. Oh, right, right. You know, like how the all the paneling and the wood tones and the TV tube. Yeah. You know, these things that just felt so old. And and the group I, felt like one of those like and they even said it's a group that's been meeting for for years yeah, and they do this all the time. Every year on the yeah. same day. Yeah. It's it's And you get a sense that like once you know that it's... I didn't even think about that. They, that was the day... Oh, God. And when you get a sense that like they do this every year... <laughs> so good. The fact that like they all showed up and each one of them had their own kind of reason why they were interested in... Yeah. And yeah. and bidding on this this guy, yeah. Like there, there was the like, guy they, whose wife was like, "Oh, is it true How, that it's that sex is better or whatever?" And the, I think yeah. you know we can clearly imagine that guy's parts don't work anymore. And then the right. guy whose golf swing is starting to suffer because suffer. his hips gone bad. He's like wanting to see the guy's swing. Yeah. So there's you get all these clues that every time someone's interacting with him, they're basically sussing out whether how much they want to bid on, on test driving. having yeah. his consci- having their consciousness in placed it, in it, his it, body. Yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna say, um, I. People, and not gone. That's the other thing is the movie. The, the original consciousness is still in there. Yeah, in to the, be which makes it really sad. Yeah, which makes it really like um, trapped in a. In a in so a I, I have a joke that I tell about sports being very similar to slavery, the way they did describe people, mm-hmm. and this kind of jumps at that whole idea too, like the Tiger Woods mm-hmm. swing joke. If you listen to sports, man, it there's something very weird about the way they describe athletes. Huh. It's it's very like auction esque. Like, mm-hmm. look at his his build. His family is a you know his father is very big like that, and it's just very, like the selling. It's very it. strange, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. And when they talk that about and, and then when trade time comes, you got to listen to that language. It's super weird. So I, I have a joke where I, I talk about that stuff, and I've been talking about this for years. It's very uncomfortable to hear the way that people talk about black athletes. So this kind of tackles that too. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of really subtle things that kind of seem like you know it's a part of the whole, but it's it's real. It's very real the way that they talk about athletes. So it's it's very layered, mm-hmm. heavy, heavy yeah. stuff, man. Yeah, it is heavy stuff. So and yet still an enjoyable movie. Very. To yeah, see. it's like... it's it's palatable. It's not like it's it's so it's not so heavy that mm-hmm. you can't. It's one of those things like you know how you you left out of this you saw it the second time you're like holy shit all this yeah. it's one of those movies you see it once you're like man this is you just like I, yeah I mean I just started like picking up on yeah, yeah. more of the dial I think the dialogue like yeah. things that people are saying mm-hmm. like when the father's giving him the tour and like bringing things back from like taking things from other people's cultures yeah, yeah. you know with like little bits of dialogue that he says and that she says like when uh. What was that? Like, I think when they were in out by the lake, like when he's deciding whether he's going to leave or she's going to leave with him or not. Yeah. There's a couple of things that she says, like when they're talking out there and like they're, 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 you know, their love is keeping them together. She's mm-hmm. going to leave with them, whatever. Like there's little bits of dialogue that just like, once you, once you, once you're in on what's happening, yeah. totally in, it's just like, wow. Like they're like, some of it is so obvious, yeah. you know, of what mm-hmm. is going on that it's, but it, but yet you're like conditioned to like not even. Almost, you're, you're like not picking up on it, yeah. you know, because you're like so preoccupied with figuring out what the what is going on yeah. or what they're doing. You know, this idea of like, oh, are this, is this all just like a hypnotism thing yeah. or what? And then you're like, you realize, oh, well, there's like a, there's a, it's a part. Of, that's just a part of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the entry. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's, it's so much more fucked up when you see what's actually yeah. happening. And a lot of movies spin out of control when they do that. It's weird, and then it's a little weirder, and then it turns out there's a weird thing happening in the weird place with the weird people. It's like, 
this movie modulated all that really yeah. well. I think because it's all just so soaked in the same kind of like uh, theme of like removing agency from somebody, you know, yeah. like the hypnotism yeah, and the auctioning, everything. And then the sinking down. Oh yeah. man, there's like a... The visual aspect of that, you said it really yeah. struck a chord. Yeah. I have this like nightmare image of being like either in space or right. deep in the ocean or something, but just being like in a void and being like yeah. surrounded this... on all sides by kind of nothing like that. It, it's really a horrifying It's something visual. really heavy about like, there's a feeling that you get sometimes when you can't be yourself in a place yeah. mm-hmm. that feels kind of like you're sinking. You Definitely. know what I mean? Like, And I think that anybody could really relate to that but it i think it's tackled in a cool way it's a physical representation of of how you feel sometimes Mm -hmm. when when you you, things are stripped from you and all you have is like a faint version of yourself it's really kind of heavy so the 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 gardener guy and the 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 cleaning woman Mm -hmm. that are was it georgina and walter walter Mm -hmm. yeah so they are basically stuck in that place, that sunken place, mm-hmm. while while another person yeah. runs their, their body. body. Okay, and same with yeah. the Dre. Yeah, and, and that and that's why they like have. I guess she has like triggers yeah. for them, like when they yeah. start to surface Oof. or when they like they glitch out almost. You mm-hmm. know, it's like God damn man. That's the scene from the trailer, which is like equally laugh inducing and creepy where she's like no 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 no. Yeah. That's such a great like broken brain <laughs> yeah. kind of moment, and the way she's like. That actress, I, I mean, the way she's like able to tear up while she's doing this crazy thing. I don't know. That that was insane. Was I think that she was, was in the, the Purge, the, the newer Purge movie. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure she was in that. Actress's name is Betty Gabriel. Yeah. But I don't know that I've seen her in anything. I'm pretty sure she was in like the Purge Anarchy, whatever gotcha. the more recent one was. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't that bad. I, I like, I really liked, uh, like speaking of like the cues like that she would use to kind of lock him down mm. or lock her down, whoever. I liked how quickly he, like, picked up on it after the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, when he, like, the, the scene when they run for the cup, when he runs, he, yeah. he yes. and she, and he just, like, swipes it and it cracks. <laughs> so cool. Like, that's so simple, but, like, I like that, like, when, even when he's in the basement tied up and, he's, and, he, and he sees the clicks of the cup, even in, yeah. the, in the TV, he's, like, he's saying, no, 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 and, yeah. but, yeah. and it just, like, and it just cuts him off. Like, it's just, yeah. it's, like, instant. When that's it, so scary. Yeah. The first scene when it happens is mm-hmm. one of the best scenes I've ever seen. In terms of like, like, it's, so she's just talking happening, to him, yeah, and doing yeah. it at the same time, it's and he's like happening. listening to her voice. And she's even telling him what she's oh, doing while God, she's doing man. it, you know. And then he kind of goes like, "There's that moment where he goes like, uh, like I got like like you got me, uh, you yeah, got me going." On this, that's what I'm saying. Know? Like that's yeah. the, that's him like catching on to it. Yeah. So what did we but think of his? Already, what did done. we think of his story? How did that inform like his his past? The fact that he, the fact that he waited. He was like for his, his, his childhood yeah. stories that he that yeah. his mom was late coming home and he was sort of in denial about it being strange and so he waited to call and it turns out that if he had called earlier maybe they would have found her sooner because she died like it took her a while to die yeah, yeah. so yeah. he has this guilt that he didn't take action soon enough right. did that I just was wondering thematically did that did did I miss some way that that connected with the the storyline in the movie or did it was it just that that was like a hidden trauma that he had that. Was that almost like a red herring in the film of like something that that she unlocks with the hypnotism that doesn't really affect the ultimate arc of his character, or do you think his character was think, motivated in some way by 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 not wanting to repeat the mistakes of the past or anything like that? I think that was a I think that was just a really good way of getting him in a place by himself, mm-hmm. relaxed and manipulating him. But I I could be super wrong. I think there's 
It could be something mm-hmm. deep to it. No, or I just was reason. wondering. But yeah, I just thought it was like the movie was full of those little connections. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that it was just a way for her to like isolate him, mm-hmm. get him talking, get him not thinking about anything, focused, and then manipulate him. But yeah. I thought it was done. So I, I almost wonder. Like I was thinking about that. Like if, if that's a part of the criteria of like mm. how she decides like which guys like she brings oh, wow. home. Yeah. You know, like the like like a subject that actually has a really strong vulnerability mm-hmm. that even Rose hasn't found out. Because at that point, he hasn't even told Rose what happened to her, right, his right, mom. Right, yeah. He tells her later in the movie. But at that point, it's almost like, I was thinking that maybe it's a part of her, like, you know, we've been together for four, no, no, five months, mm-hmm. she says. Like that, it's something where she knows enough that she knows that there's something that he's holding on to mm. that he's guilty about right, right, or, right. like, vulnerable about that could be the trigger that would, like, let her send him into that sink below or whatever she says like yeah, right. Um, right it could be why she chose him over rod exactly know, i mean like for yeah all we know that, yeah i, that I was like thinking haunted. that that could have been something like that that he hasn't even like a person that he hasn't even told her in five months yeah but that maybe the mother like unlocks immediately but like That's rose really is cool. confident enough to know that like something happened but yeah, he's yeah. never told me so it has to hurt right right and that is probably how you can maybe break him yeah kind of thing God, the rhythm of that ding, 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 yeah, yeah i know oh, it, it was good it was yeah. that was a really good scene <laughs> but yeah that's this this whole thing about you know what i, I need to i'll i'll backpedal on something i said insidious okay. isn't terrible <laughs> but i think there's something really cool about creating mythology within a world that that can last it, it'll keep you talking you know what i mean like this us trying to figure out what it was and how how you could get there and what it yeah. represented it reminds me almost of like, kind of like the way that The Shining felt like it was something heavy mm-hmm. to it, and oh, yeah. the way that there was well, The a Shining lot going is on. about an abusive father. Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, if you strip away the right. the the trappings, yeah. it's about an abusive father who you know, I mean, who brutalizes his family. Yeah. Right. It's about a bad, basically a bad dad, you yep. know, yeah. and and uh, I don't know, different things will do that. They'll Twin Peaks yeah. is, is very much about like. A sexual abuse by, mm. by a parent, you right, know, right. it's buried in all these other trappings. But I think, I think this movie definitely wears what it's about on its sleeve, but it, in a way that does not up, it doesn't like upturn your ability to relate to it as a yeah. pure genre piece. I, almost like a a midnight movie in that sense that this is. I don't know. I feel like this would be a really fun one to see with a packed crowd definitely. that was really rowdy and, yeah. and really re, really getting into it. Like I, a lot of horror movies are, but this one in particular seems like it would be. There are a group of people that I'm always at screenings with that sit in the front. Um, and they are normally very talkative, and they were talkative this time. But there was something about mm-hmm. the way this movie reeled them in. They had to shut up to listen, which was really unusual because they always talk, man. It's like four, three or four people I know you're talking about, yeah. always talking. They were very quiet during this movie, man. Interesting. It was very interesting, and they talked a little bit. You know the the normal. No, don't don't yeah. go there. But like I was saying earlier, it, that gets cut off so quick because like he doesn't go down there. Yes, right. you know, like yeah, I feel like, like... It, it like it messes with that a little bit because like it, it shuts you up a little bit. Yeah. No, the one scene yeah, that right. I think people thought was going to go that way and it didn't was when he finds the pictures yeah. in the closet. He opens the closet <laughs> right. and you thought maybe it was going to be like a crawl space with a tunnel and he was going to go into it or yeah. something. And I was ready for him to say, "No, nah, fuck that," and shut the door. You yeah, know, right. so I didn't think he would go in, but it was like just on the line of like he just finds out, and that's when he finds. <laughs> And if anyone's listening and you didn't see the movie but you want it spoiled anyway, what he finds is a stack of pictures uh, of of Rose with uh, 
countless other young mm. black men that she's clearly brought home. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a key point earlier in the film. Like, now it didn't seem that important at the time when she, he asked if he was the first black guy that she has ever dated. And she says yes. It's like, now we see how important that line is. And I do think you said earlier, and I've heard someone else say too, seeing it the second time, anything that seemed random in the opening yeah. is a line that's connected to something. It really yeah. is. And even that line, really which, which, wow. which on its own is enough of a little, like the audience kind of giggled at that just because that's sort of like, I mean, again, I'm sure that people have been there in those awkward conversations. Like, uh, so, uh, but, a... but the fact that that it was part of the ruse yeah. just makes her character so nefarious from the yeah. word go because she's she's doing a very believable job of being this kind of like you know above the fray i'm i'm better like she's she's part of the new generation you totally believe that her right, parents right. are who they are and she's more advanced in her yeah. thinking but you still see like you've said the little clues that she's only so advanced he right. clearly loves her anyway and i thought that was the cool thing about the first half of the movie yeah. is he's totally willing to go we're going to be laughing about this weekend on the way back. So yeah. I'll put up with this shit. You know, it's only when it suddenly becomes horrifying and life threatening <laughs> that he has to kill everybody. <laughs> Which, by the way, I thought before we go, I do think mentioning that from the moment where he starts killing people oh to the God. moment where the movie is over is just like a headlong rush. It's great. And I loved seeing that moment. Uh, a friend of the show, Bob Rose, and I were saying afterwards that if this was like a Texas Chainsaw movie, that would have been a prelude to a whole nother segment of him being just fucked. Yeah. But the fact that he's like, nope, bang, got you, bang, no, impaled <laughs> yeah. you with the deer, nope, you're dead. It's like, it was it was gratifying to see a character just be like, nope, getting out of here and and succeed. Yeah. You know? And the ending actually reminded me a lot of the ending of uh, Django Unchained. Oh, right, just because right. it had that same feel of like, here's the hell house, and you're going to just <laughs> mow your way well, out, and, yeah. and you're outside, you know. You're still in this opulent surrounding, yeah. but you're out of this. And then when you expect, phase. oh no, and it's like, nope, it's it, he really is mm-hmm. gonna get. <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> it's great. It was great. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, I fucking love that. No, that, that, so whole, funny, that whole through line was so oh, funny. God, damn, God damn. him talking to the cop. Yeah, and saying that like we're, we're <laughs> we yeah the same training. I probably know more than yeah. you. <laughs> Just that one little step too far, you know, that makes him funny. And also, it was funny that she went and got the other cops, and you thought maybe it was like they were going to believe it. But no, they were just there to laugh at it. Erica Alexander from Living Single, man. Oh, yeah, wow. Jesus fucking Christ. By the way, have you ever heard the story of Friends in Living Single? Look it up, man. Okay. It's deep. Can I trust Google? They gave NBC. So basically, an NBC executive loved Living Single. Loved it. Google he, also tells me that Towson Cinemark is the Wrecker Theater. Yeah. That's right. If you look up Towson Cinemark, it says Wrecker Theater. And then it shows like two movies. It doesn't show all of them. But like basically Queen Latifah was like uh he she'd been approached by an NBC executive. He was like, I love living single. We should mm-hmm. we should try to move it to the NBC and she's like, I don't know if Fox has it. Yeah. And then Friends like pops up Wow. They Soon after, and it kind of has the same feel of it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Never and read that. It... <laughs> <laughs> that would explain. Goes, people go crazy. That for would explain friends. why Courtney Cox always reminded me so much of Queen Latifah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's it. That makes sense. There's your connections. Former rapper, <laughs> Courtney Cox. So, anything else in the spoiler section before we say goodbye to these good people? No, man. I think. We did a pretty good job of spoiling it. Yeah, <laughs> and also hoping that you know, yeah. talked you into seeing the movie. What did they call that black? The black world, the world where the guy's going down. What oh, the, the 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 sunk sink, sink below, or, the, or the, it's something like that. Something with sink or the sunk. upside down. No. <laughs> yeah, man, there's some. 
I think she said like sink below. Yeah, yeah. it's like a cool name. It's it, cool. You, I'll never forget that the way that view of mm-hmm. the the like the screen. It looks like a screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah just like closing, floating away. Yeah. That was filmed beautifully, man. It really was. I really dug when he attacked the mother and, like, he she stabbed him through the hand. Yeah. And, like, he just, like, it didn't phase him yeah. at all. He was like, nope, this is not. Yeah, <laughs> that was fucking cool. Well, it's like, my adrenaline is flowing. Yeah, I didn't yeah. feel shit. Yeah. yeah. That's those genetics coming back. That's genetic makeup coming up. <laughs> Backfire. <laughs> yeah. So crazy hearing that. I, yeah, it's, it's a really good movie. It's like, really the more I talk about it, the more excited I am about it talking to more people about it yeah it's smart by the way steve just wasn't talking about my genetic makeup or that black man's yeah. genetic that's a that's a line yeah, that's, oh the, yeah yeah let me please? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, anything, i'm not a member said, of that family you have to clarify that. anything yeah. said in this podcast that sounds like steve and i are saying horribly racist things we're probably referring to yeah. something yeah, racist from, from the movie film. steve and john are just probably. saying things to me <laughs> about my yeah. a nine in ten chance jesus christ i want to make that abundantly yeah clear. it's good it's a good call it's a good call no, but that line was one of the ones so that good. hit you the most. The whole thing about with your genetic makeup. Yeah. It's just with like, the proper training. Right, you could go right you could be a gate. beast. Uh, that actor who plays the brother is creepy. Yeah, man. Like he's Caleb something. Yeah. yeah. He's just designed I to... like even how they give him a little story about like when when he, when he catches on to it and, and and it's like, well, my methods are a lot better than my brothers. Yeah. Cuz yeah. like you get you learn that like the brother's the one that took right. Dre or Logan. Yeah. I was like, damn, he like there's like a little they're off just pulling yeah. people in. Like, yeah. that's how Man, also, up it is. that little story that they told about her biting the fucking guy's tongue off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Like, what, what kind of story was that? That wasn't like a funny story. Well, you know what's funny is when the first time you watch it, or if you play that through the first time, you are just thinking, well, that was a weird story for the brother to tell, and it's kind of strange. Yeah. But going back now, it's... It's a terrible it's like, story. It's a, but it's a clue now that you're dealing with some messed up people. Right. Yeah. That, that's like, what, a that's, cute that's story I mean. about this girl that you're falling in love with is that she bit a guy's tongue off. Yeah. You know? Like, Oof. but instead, yeah, the first... Like, I just thought, what an odd story. Yeah. And, and I almost thought they're they're laying it on thick that this brother is a, is a creep, mm-hmm. you know? But but now I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that was totally there to let you know this this chick is nuts, you know? And, like, nuts. he wanted to wrestle him. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, like, all this little, like, there's like, this poking and prodding. And it's like, this is, like, a, this is like testing. Yeah. There's, yeah. like, this test going on. And you're way more aware of it the yeah. second time you Oof. see the movie. And it's it's very, very weird to watch. <laughs> like, how much more obvious it is. Mm-hmm. The second, really? like, like, you were saying, like, all the older people, like... Everyone had a thing like, oh, he's like super in fashion now, mm-hmm. like, and he's got us. Oh, do you play golf? You know all yeah. these things that John mentioned. Like, you just catch on to like it's a show. You know, yeah, like yeah. you're talking about this your your sports joke. There's some reality to that, and yeah, it's yeah. just like the context of like a show a show pony kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. look what we have for you. Who wants this? <laughs> right, you know, it's right. weird. Like picking up on it. And uh, especially knowing uh, one other scene, I really want to point out was mm-hmm. once we know Rose is involved in everything. The scene when he's like cleaning house and she's upstairs with her headphones on, mm-hmm. eating like Fruit Loops out of a dry cup and then <laughs> drinking milk yes. with like every little couple Fruit Loops that she eats. I do that sometimes. <laughs> but it was so like scary and methodical no, like, how was, she was doing it. Was it was so yeah. like intense because her hair's pulled back. She's listening to the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. She's yeah. like she's like on the computer. Yeah. She's binging it up. <laughs> Um, and she's doing that thing. I'll do that sometimes when I'm in denial. Like I don't. I'm not claiming that I'm going to eat some cereal. Yeah. But I'll like yeah. grab a handful, and while I'm chewing it, I'll be like, "I need some milk. <laughs> milk needs to be part of this." And yeah. I'll, I'll get like a juice glass of milk and t- take a sip. But you're right. The way that it played as like, man, she's so intense and detail oriented, and yeah. you made her. You, you, it was in that moment that you realized like she's not just involved in this. She's like, 
Yeah. She's like steely about it. Also, she's in like, that scene in the background, she, she's like can tell she's Trump. already like put all the pictures back on the wall <laughs> that oh, were in the box. Like they're man. all on display again. I did not see like that. a prize wall. It's nice. fucked, dude. So good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Go see Get Out. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And uh, yeah, we we all of us here have definitely given it the seal of a schmovie appro- approval. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a good um, head for sure. Yeah, uh, see, it. see it with a bunch of friends. Yeah, go see it. Go see. I would even say go, go see it with a crowd, early, yeah. so that you're catching it with the crowd. Because I think yeah. this is a fun crowd experience. Walk into the hype. You know, how people are like, "Oh, we're waiting until the hype's gone." Like, yeah. it's good to see this with a group. It's it's yeah. it's really good to see it with a good crowd. It's actually paced <laughs> well in the sense that I don't think you miss that much due to kind of you know what I mean it's like it's got like laugh, it's got these little yeah. built in yeah, kind of yeah. moments but it didn't seem like I was I wasn't like squinting going wait what, what's going on while the crowd reacted so yeah. cool yeah well if you want any other episodes of Movie Movie, you can of course find us on iTunes uh, Google Play um, Podbean which is our, our host site mm-hmm. our new home uh, yeah so any it still feels like a new home yeah it's yeah. kind of starting to smell like us yeah it's kind of yeah, yeah. it's taking up our smell <laughs> yes it's got that smell of John's basement like yeah, that right. incense smell yeah. I like it um, a little bit of mold a little, little bit of cat litter <laughs> a little bit of incense <laughs> Um, laundry occasionally. Yeah, anywhere you basically can find podcasts, you should be able to find us. And if you yeah. if you can't find us there, tell us, and we'll figure out maybe how to get in there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but on iTunes, if you do subscribe to us through iTunes or stream it, whatever you do through your podcast app on your iPhones or iPads, if you can review it or star it, rate it, whatever you can do, like it's it's a another broken record here, but yeah. it, it helps um, uh, us immensely just to try to get more people uh, tell aware people about it, please, of our podcast. So. Uh, We'd love to get some love from you guys and, and share and spread the word for, for Movie Schmovie. Uh, and like John said at the top of the episode, uh, we'll have a podcast coming out a couple days yeah. from now where we'll kind of dive into some of our picks for movies that we'd like to kind of get remade. The long-awaited remake Yeah, you know, like we, we, we've, we've kind of got a lot of weight in the industry now. Yeah. Uh, I feel like people listen to us, you know, things that we talk about yeah. sometimes end up happening. And uh, I feel like this is a good opportunity for us to tell Hollywood, you know, like these are the ones you should probably be remaking yeah. if you want to make tons of money and get 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> right. just, just do what Movies Movie says. Uh, but if you guys don't have anything else to add, I'll just say, as always, you've made our day. Thanks. Bye. Get out. <laughs> <laughs>